Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program on the clock. It is official. We're delighted that you are joining us today. You know what? A lot of things in the last several years have piqued our attention, if you will. And if you notice something and it makes you feel a little weird and then you start digging into it a touch, you usually find out there's a reason. And that's how we felt when we learned that the FDA went before a judge and asked for 75 years to put all of its trial data of these COVID jabs, to put them, lock, lock them away somewhere. Nobody could know for 75 years what was in them. Why, why? Sort of like when you pass a huge bill that's 400 pages long and it's stuffed with a bunch of jazz You know, you don't put on page number two all the crap that sucks. You'd bury it somewhere in the middle towards the end, rolling the dice, thinking that nobody's going to care to look that far. Well, if we can put this trial data about these gene-scrambling elixirs, if we could put that somewhere and know that it was tucked away, nobody knew about it, shoot, we'd all be dead. Right? We'd all be dead by the time that information finally came out. Nobody would care. It would be so old hat. Till the judge was like, yeah, no. And then the FDA came back and they're like, how about 50 years? And the judge came back and said, no. You have X amount of time to give X amount of details. And drip by drip, the information has come out. Look, there is going to be a time where all of us are going to find out definitively the truth, it ultimately comes out. Whether we're talking about JFK or we're talking about anything that might be a quote-unquote conspiracy theory, ultimately the truth comes out. And the liars are exposed. But you already get it. You have a vibe. You know. You know when things make you uncomfortable. Everything about COVID, doubt all of it. I doubt the research. I doubt the data. I doubt the people who raced in front of the cameras who were so eager for the spotlight. 
who were intoxicated by their own idea of, of grandeur and importance. These were not public service, servants. These were people who, who craved the spotlight and didn't care about the fallout. So Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, is talking over the weekend on camera. This is he has been an a relentless pursuer of truth. This is the man who has held the hearings with the family members whose loved ones either died unexpectedly and suddenly or who suffered terrible, tragic, life-changing adverse events. He's been the guy. Television stations won't talk about this. Newspapers won't write articles about this. Why? And how long will they be able to survive in the shadows of darkness when more people are seeing the light? So here's Ron Johnson on over the weekend with Maria Bartiromo. And she says it very blatantly, very honestly. All we want is the truth. Listen. I mean, it's, it's just extraordinary to me that, uh, you know, the government was working with social media to amplify lies and suppress truth and has been doing so repeatedly. Why couldn't the American people know that, you know, there were other alternatives to treat COVID? Why, why can't the American people know that there were side effects with the vaccine? Well, you know why? Because it's a money op. It's a, it's a money op. It's a huge... It's a huge billionaire making business. Of course they don't want you to know about it. They didn't want you to have the information that you needed to stay safe. Because if you were able to get your hands on ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, and that was proven effective, which it is, to COVID specifically, then they couldn't get their emergency use authorization, which mandated shots in arms. In audio soundbite number two, Ron Johnson dropped something that is huge, that you do not hear anybody talking about. He spe speaks specifically about event 201. Remember, this was the World Economic Forum. Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates thing at Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security in the months before COVID. They were doing a dry run, and it was in front of everybody's face. Ron Johnson, go. This was all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019, prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Again, yeah, yeah th this is very concerning in terms of what has happened, what is happening, uh, what continues to be planned for our loss of freedom. Bingo. That is huge. So I went to the Center for Health Security.org. This was where they talked about event 201. They didn't even try to cover it up. The Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, red flags all over the place. Blowing up in your face. All over, right? 
hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18th, 2019 in New York, New York. The exercise illustrated areas where public and private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. They had it all planned out. It was all prescripted, which is why it has felt so odd to those of you willing to be honest. In audio soundbite number three, this is interesting. This is this goes back to what I was talking about in hour number one, how I'd love to go ask my neighbors. I don't know who just put up solar panels all over their house. I'd like to go to them in a couple months and be like, so what do you think? Is it worthwhile? And my husband's saying, they're not going to tell you if it sucks. Nobody wants to admit when they're wrong. This is what Ron Johnson says here. And it is very true. Go. It needs to be exposed. But unfortunately, there are very few people, even in Congress, that are willing to take a look at this. Uh, they, they all push the vaccine. Uh, they don't want to you know, be, be made aware of the fact that the vaccines might have caused injuries, might have caused death. Uh, you know, so, so many people just simply don't want to admit they were wrong. And they're going to do everything right. they can to make sure that they're not proven wrong. That is so huge. These conspiracy theories, right? You're, you're weird for questioning an election. You watch a president be indicted twice because of it. They want you blind, deaf, fat, and addicted. And if you're not, you're a danger. Just ask Killer Mike. Ron Johnson drops a word, though, that the establishment really cringes at hearing. Here you go. We're, well, we're up against people, a very powerful group of people here, Maria. But unfortunately, you, know, you say, what can we do? Well, you know, we do have reporters like yourself, like John Solomon, other people that have the, the courage to report the truth against the mainstream media and against the narrative. But that's the only way this is going to be solved is we need the truth to be exposed. We need more Americans to listen to the truth, to be exposed to the truth, to pull their heads out of the sand, quite honestly, open up their eyes and understand what is happening in this country. A global cabal, he says. Global cabal. Wait, that was fighting words for people who would tell us we're crazy, right? Oh, look at them. They're so weird. Really? And finally, how dangerous this is to believe the global elite. Listen. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing mass, you know, massive government spending, increasing the size of government, uh, takeover of the WHO. These amendments that are coming up uh, that are gonna be voted on in 2024 on the WHO are frightening, and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty. Uh, people have to awake, awaken to the dangers of the moment. People have got to awaken to the dangers of the moment. Yes. That $118 billion Senate plan of suck is exactly what the senator from Wisconsin was just talking about. 
So pardon me if I'm not doing a victory lap on that one. Quick time out. When we come back, wait a minute. So you're telling me that decriminalizing drugs is a bad idea? Tell me, is there one thing the progressives do that doesn't suck? Um, Because I still haven't found it. We'll go there next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I had to have a conversation with our sons. And they weren't all in the room at the same time, which is probably good because we've got ages almost 24 down to twin 15-year-olds. And it's a hard conversation to talk about drugs with your kids. But we talk about this stuff. And I really needed Bob and Chris, Schmob and Tris, excuse me. (laughs) We protect the names of the minors and the innocent here on this program, friends. I had to talk to them and they actually had some buddies over and I said I their friends were sitting at the kitchen and they were having snacks and I was like all right I want to talk to you guys about drugs and they all looked at me like what and I said I want to know have you guys heard the word fentanyl and they said yes and I said you guys need to be aware of how deadly and dangerous this world is And that means trying something that somebody else gives to you that you're unaware of. Please, you have to promise me that you will never, ever do that. And quickly, they were uncomfortable. Okay, mom, I got it. I'm like, wait. Did you know that there was a police officer who gave mouth to mouth to a woman in an emergency in her car? And he got fentanyl from her mouth onto her lip, onto his lips. And I, I don't recall if he died, but I know it took him out. And they looked at me and I said, it's that serious. Okay, mom, we got it. Please. Now, parents have had these conversations with children through time. But not like this. Not something that is the speck of a, of a piece of, say, salt that you would get in a grinder and you would crank on your steak. That little bit is enough to kill a human being. And our wide open borders have brought millions of deadly doses. It could kill every single one of us dozens of times over. And it's here in this country. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek declares fentanyl state of emergency three years after drug criminalization. Did did anybody out there think that being lax on drugs was going to be a good thing? Everybody's going to now want to get re you know rehab. No. It's like crime. If you don't have rules and you don't have consequences and you don't have police who are going to handle that and judges who are willing to convict, then you have a free-for-all and you have Oregon, Portland, you have Seattle, you have L.A., San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Baltimore. You have everywhere. And it's not just the big cities. So... I'm intrigued that Oregon's governor has declared a state of emergency. I want to take her and I want to shake her and I want to say, what are you guys thinking? 
The progressive state, Oregon, became the first to decriminalize fentanyl use. <laughs> when the legislature passed Measure 110 in 2010, 2020, rather, aiming to focus on recovery over incarceration for addicts. I don't, I don't disagree, friends. There's got to be a better way. Again, this is what rapper Killer Mike was saying. Is Joe Biden going to get a group of people together who actually know what's going on on the streets to advise him? Because what I see right now isn't going to get my vote. Nearly 60% of voters approved the measure at the time. Of course. But newer polls have found that they regret that move just three years later. You don't say. Furthermore, no other states have followed Oregon's lead in removing penalties for most drug crimes. Oregon has turned into an international spectacle. And I think we're looked at, we looked at each other rather, and realized that we made an enormous mistake, said Portland-based attorney Kristen Olson. Well, Kristen, I think that's probably the understatement of the year. Now, here's the thing I don't get. You're not stupid people. These Democrats who think that, yay, let's do this. You're not dumb people. By and large, you're very highly educated. You're competent, right? So how is it that you can't see what follows after step A? Don't persecute people. Don't prosecute people. Don't incarcerate people. Leave them alone. Is that going to help them grow or die? And how on earth did you progressives not see what was so obvious and not even from 30,000 feet? We're at street level and that was stupid. This is what we push back against, my friends, every single day. Insanity. All right, coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, the curious push by progressives. You know who they're going after? A, a progressive Sonia Sotomayor. What? I'll take you there next. So one of the things we like to do on this program is to be keenly aware, to research quite a bit, to awaken people along the way and see what is coming next. And I have long marveled at the Democratic Party's unilateral voting. They are all hook, line, and sinker together. It's also something that I find gross. Because just because I'm conservative, just because I vote Republican, doesn't mean that I'm not an individual. And if I was part of a panel... And it was an all for one. And I thought that the all for one sucked. I couldn't do it. They'd probably make me a bad legislator. We're paying attention to what's going on in the Supreme Court. We already have talked ad nauseum about all of the various cases involving justice. How certain people, conservatives, are treated one way. And then certain people, Democrats, progressives, etc., are treated another. There's no debating this. I mean, we could, but you would lose if you wanted to take the other side. So what happens when the left, the uniparty, 
the globalist cabal, the elites that Ron Johnson said out loud, right? What happens when they want to rig the high court? What happens when they set their sights on the Supreme Court? The worst thing, and they blame you. This is part of their ire for MAGA. It was because of you that Donald Trump won and during the course of his presidency was able to select three judges on the United States Supreme Court. The biggest punch in the face to the left was Amy Coney Barrett because it was the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg that allowed Amy Coney Barrett, who, by the way, I'm I'm not delighted with. I know you guys aren't either. She was the deciding vote that basically swung the decision towards the Customs and Border Patrol officials. You can, in fact, continue to cut through that barbed wire fencing and allow migrants from all over planet Earth to invade our country. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. Don't have great things to say about this lady. But it was because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's desire to stay on the bench that gave us, basically, this woman, Amy Coney Barrett. And they want Sonia Sotomayor to get out of the way so they can get another progressive into the high court. They got Stephen Breyer to get out of there in 2022. That gave us Katanji Brown-Jackson. They want somebody who's just as extreme. And they don't think Sonia Sotomayor is that person. And so now it feels like, to me, knives are out. It is very obvious and very, I think, intriguing. They want to discredit the court. They want to, they want to claim that it's old-fashioned, that people like Clarence Thomas, who they've been after as an Uncle Tom for years and years and years, and they will do nothing. They will stop at nothing to try to take him down. They either want to pack the court or they want to diminish the integrity of the court. And Sonia Sotomayor right now is the low-hanging fruit. Why do I say this? And who on earth would they put in her spot? Maybe Kamala? Headline Daily Caller. And I think this is important. Actually, I'm going to read this one to you from the Daily Mail. Headline, progressives are trying to pester liberal Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, 69 years old, into retiring over fears that she could die on the job just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg when there is a conservative president in office. Look, all the smoke and mirrors, all the, the polls, all of the Joe Biden pretending that he's stumping, all the whatever, they know or are relatively confident in thinking that Donald Trump is going to win re-election. They want Sonia Sotomayor out of the way so they can get somebody in now who's as outrageous as Katanji Brown-Jackson. Here's your story. Liberal Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor is under pressure from fellow liberals to retire amid growing fears that she might enable a Republican president to appoint a conservative successor. CNN commentator Josh Barrow became the latest to demand. Think about that. To demand. It's a lifetime appointment. She goes when she wants. Josh, suck it. To demand the 69-year-old step down lest she follow in the footsteps 
of liberal Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died while serving at 87 in 2020. Now, wait a minute. Don't you? Do they know something that we don't know about Sonia Sotomayor's health? 69 to me is not old by any capacity. In four years, at the end of another Trump term, what would she be? 73, 74 max? That's like, oh my gosh! So this is obviously a smokescreen. That death allowed then-President Donald Trump to cement the court's conservative majority with the appointment of Amy Coney Barrett. Some liberals are determined it not to happen again. So that's one thing. We started paying attention to that. I was like, that's so weird. They started coming at Sonia Sotomayor middle part of last year. Remember the whole books thing? She wrote a book. And when she was going to go speak at a school or somebody asked her to come and do a presentation or what have you, it was baked into the ask that they had to buy hundreds of copies of her books and have them available for people. And she's made millions of dollars off these book deals. Now, normally, leftists would protect each other, right? The same way they've protected Joe Biden and his dirty family. Because lest we forget, $30 million later, they have enriched themselves ad nauseum. 170 suspicious activity reports, the IRS, all of these things. And these guys still are getting away with it. Why not Sonia Sotomayor? Well, this headline from the Daily Caller. I live in frustration, she says. Sonia Sotomayor does. It truly traumatizes her, she says, when liberals lose SCOTUS cases. They are opening the door, my friends. And they're going to have to do it quickly. Because if they want Sonia Sotomayor replaced, they have from now until basically January 20th of 2025. Got to get it done now. This is not a quickie thing to do. But I believe this is what they want. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor said last week that it, quote, truly traumatizes her when her conservative colleagues win cases. This is according to CNN. She spoke Monday at the University of California Berkeley School of Law about the court's heavy caseload and her disappointment with its more conservative direction. Quote, I live in frustration, she said. Really? Try being American citizen, sister. Who doesn't get the fat salary? Who doesn't make millions off of her books? Who isn't allowed to get away with basically strong-arming people into buying your books. She lives in frustration. She says she also encourages the students in attendance to be patient and to work toward reversing those decisions. When you try to fiddle with the highest court in the land, you are dirty. And the left is dirty. They know they cannot win in the marketplace of ideas because their plan is to steal from you to create a never-ending smorgasbord of reasons we should all be very afraid and then therefore reliant upon government to save the day. And every policy that blows up in their faces like decriminalizing drugs in Oregon only to have a cataclysmic overdose death rate. Don't you think that that's a huge sign? Bing, 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 bing. Everything we do is terrible. 
We're worried about what we can do to win in 24 in November. People are awakened to the scam that was ballot drop boxes and absentee voting and all of the ballots that didn't need signatures. And they were suspicious when people said, when all the votes are counted, Joe Biden's going to win. And it freaked everybody out. Yes? They know what is coming. And they're willing to go and fiddle with the highest court in the land to try to rig the game in their favor. So my suggestion, and it's not something I regularly do, but I think collectively we need to. Pay attention to this. Keep your eyes out. All of a sudden, Sonia Sotomayor is going to have some kind of an event. Something's going to happen. She doesn't feel right. She's going to need some testing. I'm just overworked. It's just so hard. We used to get the summers off, and now there's so much stuff before us because we're in such a ridiculously litigious society, and it never stops. And I just can't take it anymore. And then who's going to come in to the fray? Well, if they can push it in the next year, my vote, Kamala Harris. What do you guys think? Whatever your answer, they will stop at nothing, even if it means packing a court with judges who are in their pocket. Because it's all about blackmail and bribery after all. Don't you know that is the God's honest truth? One of the coolest things we found over the weekend, Brock sent to me at about five this morning, and it's an audio soundbite you need to hear. It's a woman who became conservative during COVID. And she says something that is very interesting that I want you to hear. It's one of those things that makes you feel better about everything in Crazy Town, USA. I got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so this is kind of cool. And you guys can do this at home, too. This is what we do all the time. So you see something and you hear about it in a couple different places. And maybe it's not like a big front page story. It's not breaking. This just in, right? But it catches your attention. And then later that week, you hear it somewhere else. And you're like, really? That's kind of interesting. I'm going to put that in the Wayback Machine. Let's see what we can find. Right? So I just searched the push to replace Sonia Sotomayor. In a nanosecond of the, let's see how many articles, 642,000 results. How about this headline from Vox? Sotomayor and Kagan need to think about retiring. Okay, so there's that one. Uh, Then there's this, Bloomberg, Sotomayor calls Supreme Court pace and workload more demanding. Oh, she's getting so old. Oh my gosh, right? This is is all they're talking about. So I'm going to be paying attention to this. I, I just want you to know that when your senses buzz you awake, And you feel that way that you're about to feel this woman in this video felt. Act on it. 
do some research. Don't email me and say, you know what, this is really interesting. I think somebody should look into this. Look into it. And then let me know what you find. And be specific. Say, hey, look at this video. This is blankety blank. And go to this time code. It's at one minute and 13 seconds. This is how we take action and take back our country. So we stumbled upon this this morning. I just titled her Woman Turned Conservative. Well, her name is actually Natalie Jean Beisner. And Natalie Jean Beisner, her profile calls her an ex-dem, ex-Democrat turned sane person. Okay? And she chronicles basically being in the throes of the COVID lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera, in 2020. And taking a look around her and being like, okay, this is not, this is not reality. This is, this is really what we're doing. This is America. People are down with this. This is our new normal. We have to have thermal temperature scans and there have to be freaking arrows on the ground at Walmart. So I know which way to walk. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Yeah, sister. Yeah, Natalie Jean Beisner. Welcome to the place where critical thinking Trump's politics. I want you to hear what she said. She posted a little video yesterday. I might tune into her more often, but she was talking about her own awakening. And this is what we all need to go through. Go ahead and play it. January, February 2020, I had my pronouns in my bio. Yes, I did. Mostly on Instagram because that's all I used. And I remember feeling really self-righteous about it because not a lot of people were doing it yet. And I just really felt like I was really doing my part. And I remember sitting in a bar sharing a Corona with a friend before all this stuff went down and kind of smugly explaining to him that even though my pronouns are obvious, they were she, her, they are she, her, they always will be she, her. I put them in my bio so that other people with less obvious pronouns don't feel so left out when they have to announce their pronouns. A lot of you know my story that I have changed a lot in the last four years starting in summer 2020. And one of the things that I have learned in becoming conservative and especially in becoming Christian is that compassion without truth is not compassion. It is a lie. It's not my job to go out of my way to make you feel bad about yourself, but it's also not my job to go out of my way to make you feel good about yourself, especially if what you're doing is lying to yourself and asking me to lie for you. Humans have long been tribal. We have long excised people from the group who behave in perverse or unacceptable ways. All humans are equal. Not all lifestyle or lifestyle choices are. And sometimes you should feel left out. Sometimes you should feel like the odd man out especially when you are lying or demanding that others lie. I think it's very powerful. This whole idea of seeing the con and admitting that you fell for it. I do believe that these progressives really think they are super duper people. They feel like they are champions, that they've got superhero capes on. That they're going out, they're leaping, you know, buildings in a single bound to put out some kind of fire and do something magnanimous, by golly, that makes everything better. Don't you know what we're fighting for? It's about freedom and democracy and fairness and equity and who doesn't want that? And I stand back and I say, wow, they sound really passionate. Except they have fallen for the sock. 
and I imagine it would be extraordinarily complicated to have that honest conversation with yourself, to look in the mirror and say, you know, I think that I was fooled. The way I had to admit to my dad, my Christmas of freshman year in college, Wendy, how's things going? How's everything going? Well, dad, I dropped $1,000 on a bunch of overpriced cookware because I fell for some BS scam in the dorms and now I have to get a job to pay it off. It was humiliating to admit that, but liberating because once you say it, you own it. And then it's part of you. It's baked into your soul. You realize that it's shameful. And so you're like, I'm not going to do that again. But now I have to work my butt off and pay it off. It's amazing. This is going to start to happen more and more. The survival of this country depends on it. Now, I don't know if that's going to mean gentle cajoling on our part. If it's taking somebody in our lives who really believes that they've been on the right side, the progressive side is the right side for America, only to realize with soaring fentanyl deaths, you know, crippling problems economically and insecurity in our neighborhoods created by progressives, you are conned. I don't know how that works, ladies and gentlemen, but it's gonna have to happen. Period. Appreciate you being here with us on this program. Wendy Bell Radio Network app. You can watch the video stream. We do this whole thing on live video. Also, our podcast. Help us get over to that 2 million download mark. We are 1,045 downloads away. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. God, I love America. Peace.